What is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. I hope everyone is having an amazing week wherever you are in the world. Right now in Dubai it's still raining. I cannot believe what has happened over these last few days. I feel like the world is starting to come to an end. We've had four days, three or four days of rain in a row now which I have never ever seen before in Dubai. Not once when I was here last year or at any point actually when I've visited this place. I've never seen rain here but I suppose I haven't really been here long enough to know exactly how the climate is. But anyway, hopefully some improvements soon. Obviously not cold, so I can't complain too much. Um, But it is a little bit frustrating because just like the UK is kind of not catered towards the heat, Dubai isn't particularly great when it comes to rain. So not great drainage, um, not a huge amount we can do as well. So not ideal, but hopefully the weather's going to start to pick up a little bit anyway. So I wanted to talk on this podcast about the experience that I had from doing my first ever half marathon. So there's a few kind of lessons, there's a few things that I've learned that I think will be really valuable towards you guys that hopefully can give you a little bit of an understanding of what it's like to work towards a big endurance event, Um, but potentially just a few pointers towards your own fitness goals as well. So for those of you that don't know me, I've always been very much just into training purely for aesthetics, really. So improving body composition and just being in the best kind of physical shape that I could have been in. Now, I've played a lot of sports since I, when I was younger. I've always been a sporty guy. Played rugby, did athletics. I swam. I played tennis. I played football when I was very young. I did lots of different things. So I've never been kind of unfit from a cardiovascular perspective but since I've got into the gym I definitely have neglected my sort of performance uh, and my cardiovascular health more than I was more than I used to so recently I had a little bit of a, a mindset switch kind of towards the end of last year and I kind of decided that I wanted to become a bit more well-rounded I kind of felt like I was getting a little bit stiff I wasn't as fit as I used to be I was just doing lots of kind of steady state cardio that was kind of getting a little bit boring and I just felt like I was up for a new challenge. I watched my brother run the London Marathon which I found extremely inspiring and I thought I'm going to give the whole kind of hybrid approach a shot so I'm really going to try and kind of train my body to of course still retain and be in fantastic physical shape. That's something that I want to always carry myself towards but I also wanted to see if I could test myself towards more performance and actually become fitter as well and really start working towards things like flexibility, more mobile, all these kind of things. So I've decided that was kind of the route I wanted to take uh, towards the end of last year, just before I came out to Dubai, actually, as I remember doing some uh, brutal testing on the first week I was in Dubai for my coach at the time to kind of work out where I was at from a cardiovascular perspective. I feel like for me, I've kind of mastered the art of body composition and body recomposition in terms of, you know, what it takes to be in good shape, what it takes to get in good shape, what it takes to lose body fat, to build muscle. I feel like for me now, that is what I would call myself a specialist in. I feel like it's something that I've done and and maintained for the past 10 years now. So for me, this was just a new venture and a bit of a new challenge and essentially just a new focus with my training as I felt that... I wasn't getting bored. The gym was always a place that I absolutely love being in and it's you know it's pretty much my lifestyle. However, I just thought there might be something more that I can work towards at this stage and it was just really that new kind of focus that I could channel my energy in. So that was kind of my thought process. Now, to those that are listening to this, my thought process would be this. 
I think if you're still working towards being in good shape, then you should still do that. I think until you're really happy with your physique and you've kind of lost the body fat that you want to lose, you've really improved your body composition, then my advice would probably be not to get too heavily into the sort of performance and the running side of things until you have lost the weight you want to lose. There's a few reasons for that. Firstly, I just think if you're just working towards one specific goal, you're going to get there a lot quicker. There's going to be less overwhelm. It's just a lot easier. The, the road is, is a lot clearer. And also as well, I think if you're not trained, I think if you've got a lot of or more body fat, then when you're doing things like running, it's never going to be too great on your joints. Um, and just in general, it's not going to be a great thing to do. So my advice, and it's always my advice to everyone that comes into Fit Lab, is I think that first of all, you should really work towards improving body composition. So that's not to say that you can't run. Absolutely not. I mean, loads of our clients at Fit Lab have got lots of conditioning workouts and lots of kind of running and stuff we're bringing in. But I think when you really solely focus on just getting into great shape first, you're probably going to get there a little bit quicker. And then after that, I feel it's a good time to start really working towards the performance route. And this is not a one size fits all. That's obviously, there's lots of different people that potentially can do both things at once, but that's just what I would kind of recommend because I think that when you've kind of mastered getting into good shape, you know how to maintain it. You've got your calories to a much, much nicer position. You're eating more food. You know, you've just got more of a kind of scope then to be able to start really looking into the performance side of things. And when I say performance, this is starting to look at things like, you know, obviously building muscle mass or, you know, generally kind of working towards these endurance type events. Um, just getting stronger is another, you know, way in which we can set kind of performance metrics too. But I think that's what I would kind of recommend um, before starting out on ter in terms of maybe working towards something like that. That was what I did anyway. So let me run you through a few things that, I feel I've taken out of my first half marathon. So this was really the first time I ever probably ran um, before I started training for this. I'd say over 10K, like I'd never really, I'd always been like a sort of middle distance um, runner, I guess, when I was a little bit younger. When I got into, when we went to the first lockdown, I started doing a bit of running and I never really came over 5K. I used to get a little bit bored after 25 minutes or so, or 20 minutes. Um, so for me, it was a bit of a, kind of new venture to start going into the sort of more longer distance running. So there's been a lot of kind of takeaways and things that I've learned from doing that in which I want to share with you guys on this podcast. So the first one is definitely going to be that consistency really is key. Now this is obviously going to be the same with your fat loss goal with you know whatever the goal that you kind of have set within the fitness realm or really whatever goal you have set in life. Consistency is always going to be the absolute key and I think that when training for a marathon, it does require you to be super consistent and dedicated to your training program. Like there was times when I didn't want to run, but I just went out and did it anyway because I knew that I had to condition my body to be able to run the miles and the distance that I needed to get towards. And when you're out here in Dubai as well, sometimes the thought of running, and I used to some, because I struggled to get into the kind of, um, the, the time of being out here in Dubai being four hours in front, uh, I struggled to sometimes get up early. So there'd be times when I was going out and running in like the midday here when it was, you know, 25 degrees plus, it was hot, the climate was, you know, not great for running. And I didn't necessarily want to do it, but I'd go out there and do it anyway. And I think it's just being consistent throughout the process and with, with your training program, it is the absolute key. So that is the first lesson to anyone who's listened to this and wants the, probably the number one kind of piece of advice in terms of getting to where they want to be with their body is that you have to be consistent over time for long enough to see the benefits of doing something. And if you can't be consistent, then you're probably not going to get the results that you want. 
And that's with following your training program, your nutritional approach, your rest, your recovery, everything. Consistency is always going to be the absolute key to that. The second thing is about listening to your body. So it's important to kind of be aware of your body signals and potentially adjust your training program towards that. Now, I feel like more with the running side of things, that's something I had to really do. When it came to training towards kind of, you know, being in good shape and body composition, cutting and bulking, you know, if you're ill, then potentially you might miss a few sessions or, you, you know, you injured a muscle a tiny bit, you've got DOMS, you potentially might have a session out. But really, like, you can be very consistent for a long period of time with your training when it comes to resistance training, unless you do pick up quite a nasty injury, which I'm not going to go into today because I have actually gotten in there myself at the moment. But when it comes to running, what we've got to really think about is you're putting a lot of stress through your body, a lot of stress through your joints, you're doing long distances. And there was times where my body did kind of take a little bit of a battering and I had to really listen to those signals and potentially rest and kind of do things to avoid the injury that I had. There was a point where I picked up, I still kind of have it a little bit at the moment, but I'm managing it, a hip injury, which again, just came from the running and potentially using a muscle that was never really being worked before that caused me to become in a little bit of pain at times. And it just meant I really had to start listening to my body, listening to the signals it was giving me um, and actually taking more rest if I needed to do it. You know, I know this kind of goes against the point that I made first in terms of being consistent, but you have to be able to know exactly when your body is in a position where you just need to rest up a little bit and give yourself the time to recover before you go into the next run. So sometimes you need to really be kind of self-aware and start listening to your body to ensure that you're not going to do any kind of longer term damage. And if you miss or you can't do a potential bout of exercise once or twice, it's not going to affect your results. You need to remember that, guys. You're always going to be the kind of product of what you do the majority of the time. If you have a few days out of training and your body's under a lot of stress and a lot of strain, then you kind of resting is going to be the best thing for you to be able to do. So I really did learn throughout this kind of last few months working towards it that I had to listen to my body. And there was times where I wanted to potentially do something, but I had to be able to, to take that kind of approach of giving it a little bit of a rest. The third point is patience. So for me, it's just about being patient and not expecting things too quickly. And it's exactly the same with anything, but training for a marathon, again, really kind of reinforced that point. So it was important to kind of not become discouraged throughout the process. And you know, running is quite a mundane thing. And I actually found it very kind of therapeutic. I enjoy going out and, you know, being in my own head, listening to music, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you do have to be patient. You know, I set myself the goal of, you know, I wanted to do my half marathon, but I wanted to do it at a fairly decent time as well. And I kind of expected my body to be able to adjust a little bit quicker. I kind of had this ego that, oh, I'm going to be able to smash this train. I'm going to be able to get this incredible time. And you have to be patient. You have to really understand that things are not going to change overnight. And you have to be patient in your approach that if you just keep putting in the work and keep putting in the reps and slowly building up your time and the miles that you're running or in the gym, slowly building up your weight and the reps that you're lifting, then over time, your body is going to adjust. Your body wants to adjust. Your body wants to change. That's what the body's made to do. It's made to have a new stimulus that it can adapt from, but it doesn't happen overnight. And it's something that we have to be patient in doing. And just generally kind of not get discouraged. There will be some times where, you know, you don't progress on your time. You don't progress on your lift. Things don't quite go as well as what you'd have planned. However, you can't kind of let that get you down. You have to still stay motivated throughout the process and really just keep putting in the reps every single week. And that's something that I kind of really learned with running that patience was the absolute key. 
Next up would be just making sure that you are mentally prepared as much as you are physically. Mental preparation is so important. And again, this is going to correlate very nicely when it comes to improving body composition as well. But at the same time, for me, when I was running, there was definitely times where like mentally I wanted to give up, you know, like it's a very difficult kind of mindset that you have to break past sometimes when you're, when you're running. And for me, it was about really ensuring I had a strong mindset that was like matching the kind of physical demand that my body was being placed under, especially for the race as well, because, you know, you really psych yourself up for that, but nothing really prepares you for what the race is actually going to be like until you get there especially with the heat as well and the, the kind of, you know, the distance of the actual race when you're doing it yourself because I never actually quite hit full distance when I was doing the training. So even though I was almost there, like you never quite prepare yourself for what it's actually going to be like on race day. And you have to remember as well that like, when you're running a marathon on the actual, the half marathon on the actual um, day you're doing it, you're always going to be going a little bit harder. You're going to be putting a little bit of extra effort. And it's really hard to actually prepare yourself for what that's going to be like. So mentally, it's something that you really have to kind of understand. And, you know, your body's going to go to places, your mind's going to go to places that it might not have been before. It's easy to tap out. It's easy to quit. That's what a lot of people want to do. Your, your body's telling you to quit, but you have to train your mind to not want to do that. And, you know, this is for me, this is for a half marathon. I can imagine that doing a full marathon is a whole next level. And that's something that I am going to encounter at some point for sure. But mentally, this was something that I found taxing. I found it hard. You know, especially in some of the training sessions as well, when I was going out, as I said earlier, and running in, in the midday heat out here in Dubai, there was times when I really wanted to stop. My body was, was becoming battered. It, you know, I was sweating. It was, it was hard, but you have to keep putting in the work. You have to keep putting in the reps in. Your mind can take you places very, very far. Like sometimes when your body wants to give up, your mind is the only thing that can really, really keep you going. And that's something that you have to be aware of. You can train your body, you train your mind, and that's how you're going to become the ultimate athlete. Next up is a big one. So this was about proper nutrition and proper hydration. And again, we're going to be able to relate this hugely back to improving body composition and getting into incredible shape. But when you're looking at performance, it's a whole different realm. So a lot of the kind of, there's a lot of principles that cross over for sure in terms of, you know, carbohydrates, loading for having energy, eating enough protein to preserve muscle mass, hydration as well. But when you're looking at performance and when you're looking at running a longer distance, especially in the heat, the carb up strategy, the hydration strategy, the electrolyte strategy is absolutely essential and it really will make or break your performance for that specific run. So for me, I feel like I've got my carb up strategy slightly off on the day and it's something that I am going to learn uh, to improve on next time. And it's one of those things that when you do something for the first time, you know, you take so much away from it. There's so much that you realize that you can improve on. Now, now I go into the next run, I know exactly how I can kind of improve on that. And of course, this is going to be the same when it comes to improving body composition as well. You're going to make mistakes, you know, when you do something for the first time, you understand what works. If I was to go into another dieting phase now, I would be absolutely crystal clear on exactly what I was going to do, how I was going to get lean. I'd know exactly kind of the weight I was working towards. It would just be very easy. And that's because I've done multiple dieting phases now, multiple photo shoots, you know, and I know exactly what it takes. With running, I didn't have that knowledge, didn't have that understanding. So it's something that I'm kind of learning every time I go in and do more of a run. So when we're looking at nutrition for a, a run, Essentially, you need to be making sure that you're obviously eating plenty of carbs to ensure you have enough energy. Your glycogen stores need to be full when going into that run. And what I did probably slightly wrong is 
my carb up strategy leading up to the run was probably okay. But where the run was at 6 a.m. in Dubai, which is very, very early, which is obviously for good reasoning because it's going to be it's incredibly hot. I got up at four o'clock in the morning and was obviously still a little bit tired. And I just thought I'm going to chuck a huge bowl of oats down um, at about half four, probably by the time I got the oats down. And they'd kind of, I'd finished that bowl. And it was a lot of oats, you know, I threw some jam in there as well. My thought process was just get as many carbs in as possible. Don't have any protein because that's going to mean the meal is going to take longer to digest. So that was probably a good thought. But still, I put a lot of carbs down. And whilst oats digest relatively quickly, they're not the fastest digesting of carbs. Um, There is also a little bit of a time lapse on that as well. So by the time that those oats are digested... Uh, they were kind of sat on me a little bit for the run. So I probably should have taken a slightly lesser amount of carbs the morning of, uh, really probably hydrated, and then I might have been able to not have that sort of feeling of running with a massive tummy, massive uh, massive full stomach, which is the mistake that I did make. Um, so that's something that I learned. And then we need to be starting to really look at your hydration strategy when you're running as well. So that's something for me that I've read up a lot on over time. I had a lot of help, fortunately, as well to kind of understand that. But just making sure you're getting enough electrolytes, using carb gels, um, and just making sure that your body is ready to keep going. Especially when you're running in the heat, you're you're losing a lot of water, a lot of sweat is leaving your body. So if you're not replenishing that those electrolytes, then your performance is going to dip very, very badly. So for me, I was ensuring I had electrolyte tablets, I was having carb gels, and that's something that played a crucial role in my performance for that half marathon, a crucial role. Um, and if I had kind of neglected that, then again, it probably would have massively affected my performance. So and making sure that you have proper nutrition and proper hydration is a massive lesson to be learned, no matter what your goal is with regards to fitness. It's going to be probably the most pivotal point. Okay, You are never going to be able to train a bad diet. It is just not possible. You need to ensure your nutritional strategy is geared towards the goal that you're trying to achieve. Next up is my rest and recovery. So this is going to be just as important as training. This is literally when your body is going to be able to actually improve and recover properly so again like you don't want to batter your body and keep doing lots and lots of running um, in the hope that you you know you're going to become fitter more is not better and this is exactly the same as what it is when we look at improving body composition as well now i speak to a lot of people before that kind of wanted to get better at running and that's one of their goals and they were under the impression that they should be running every single morning maybe listening to too much david goggins that running every single day was the best thing to do for that. And that gives your body no time to rest and recover whatsoever. You're literally just putting it under stress and strain every single day. And when running is actually one of the most taxing things you can do, you've got huge huge amounts of weight and stress going through the joints of your body. It's not something that we can be doing every day. It's not sustainable. And if you keep doing that, you're going to get injured and your body's not actually going to be able to progress as well. So being rested and recovering is an extremely important part of it. Um, And put it this way, after I did that half marathon, my body was in absolute pieces. I mean, that was about five days ago now. And finally, I kind of, I'm starting to feel okay. But after the run itself, I could hardly walk anymore. My my body was literally battered because I just gave it my all. Um, And the next morning, I, I physically struggled to get out of bed. My calves were tight. My 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 foot had swollen really badly. My hips were sore, you know. So it took a massive strain on my body. If I then got back into running a few days later, there's absolutely no way that would have been good for me at all. I wouldn't have progressed, and my body would have just probably completely shut down. So you have to ensure you're resting and recovering properly, no matter what the goal is. You don't need to be training all the time 
to be able to get great results. I think for most people, three to five times per week in terms of resistance training is enough to get incredible results. So I've never actually had to train someone to do you know six days uh, for them to see an improvement. I think five really is the max, but three or four sessions is still more than enough if you're training at the right intensity, your nutrition is supporting it and everything you do outside of the gym is on point as well. Next up would be the power of actually setting goals. So it's so important to actually do that. It can keep you motivated and it keeps you focused during your training. Now, I've always been a massive believer in having goals. And as soon as I did this half marathon, I actually felt a little bit lost because I thought to myself, I haven't got a goal for the first time in a while. I'm not working towards anything anymore. And I've actually ended up booking another half marathon in, in a couple of weeks time. So that's that one automatically solved already. But the point is, is if we don't have a goal, it's very, very hard to stay motivated. It's very, very hard to be able to find that intent to go and train and go and do something. If you have a very clear path, a clear goal set out, this is the weight that I want to be. This is when I'm doing my run. This is the time that I want to achieve. You, it gives you so much more purpose to actually go out and get it. And if you don't have that in place, then you're just going to struggle and you're going to fall short. And this is why when anyone joins the program at FitLab, we give them a very, very, very clear goal of what we're going to try and achieve. And most of the time, it's a weight target. It's a date as to when we're going to get there. We set them very clear goals so they, they don't have to have that kind of element of not understanding what it is they're working towards. So it's so important to get very clear on what that goal is that you want to achieve. If your goal is weight loss, you need to know how much weight that you need to lose or how much weight, you know, an idea of how much weight you would like to lose. And you need to kind of know what kind of date is realistic for you to achieve it. Otherwise, you just keep procrastinating. It's Parkinson's law. You put things off, put things off, and you never get it done. And luckily for me, working towards a goal like a half marathon is the date is set. I can't change that date. I can't ring up the the people who organize the half marathon in Dubai say, do you know what, can you push it back a week because I've, uh, you know, I can't be asked to go and do my run this weekend or I've injured my hip. That is the date. So when you have that clear date in place, you cannot skip out. You have to face your demons. You have to get it done. And this is exactly why I'm a massive fan of photo shoots because they give you a clear deadline of when you need to be in shape for. Like no one can change the date of a photo shoot. Well, you can do that, of course, but it's not something that I would recommend. When you set that date, you set that commitment to yourself and you set a goal you're working towards. So I think it's so important to get very, very clear and start looking at making that goal specific, being able to measure that goal, making an actually achievable goal and really looking at that smart framework to ensure the goal that you have got set is going to be something that's going to be you know, realistic to what you're trying to achieve. And then even start looking at the process goals as well. So sometimes when we set ourselves quite an overwhelming goal, um, you know, potentially if you've not seen progress for a long time or you've never really been in great shape and all of a sudden, you know, you set yourself this massive goal of being in shape by a certain date, it can sometimes become a little bit overwhelming and you kind of actually doubt as to whether you think you're going to get there. So if you start thinking about what are the processes that I need to do every day that are going to get me there, then that provides you with a lot more motivation. You know, Don't even think about the outcome. Don't think I want to look shredded for my holiday. Think these are the six to seven processes that I need to do every single day. I need to ensure that I hit this amount of calories. I need to make sure I'm eating this amount of protein. I need to get this amount of steps in. I need to get this amount of sleep in. And if I keep doing those things repetitively and consistently, I'm going to get the result. And it's as simple as that. No one on our program at FitLab who has ticked off their transformation checklist every single day has not got the results. No one. It, it doesn't happen because we know if they do those things every day, they cannot not get results because it's literally a proven framework. So you have to be sure of what the goal is and you have to be ticking off those boxes. 
And the last point, guys, is a support system and accountability. That is a huge lesson, again, that I learned during this mar half marathon process that was so important to actually get me there. Unfortunately, I have got a very um, good supportive network. I've got a good support from my friends, from my family. I've got people that have done it before, people that I could reach out to. Um, I, was, I was working with a coach at the time as well. So a lot of accountability there. Like He was setting me more distance every single week with my runs, getting me used to running for longer, um, supporting my training outside of the running as well. So ensuring I was lifting kind of weights and stuff to make sure I wasn't losing muscle. You know, so the support system was absolutely huge and having accountability towards goals like this is huge because there will be times where you want to talk yourself out where you decide, oh, I can't be asked today. There were so many times where I felt I couldn't be asked, but I knew that my coach would program me a long run on a Saturday and I thought to myself, and I knew if I didn't get that long run in, it would just completely mess up the rest of my training schedule because Sunday was my rest day and then Monday I'd be back. I'd be hitting legs on a Monday or I, can't, I think it was legs actually, which thinking about it now is probably not a great idea, but it was a big workout. So I thought if I don't get that running on a Saturday, then you know, I'm not going to be able to follow the plan that my coach has laid out to me for the rest of the week. So it was huge accountability for me to be able to go and do that. And it just makes the process so much easier to stick to and it just ensures that you're going to get that result so much more rather than you trying to do it alone so get a support system get some accountability and it's going to mean that you're going to actually enjoy the experience and the training a lot more you'll feel like you don't want to let that person down i felt like i didn't want to let my coach down obviously you know for me having kind of announced that i did i was doing half marathon on instagram as well like that was more accountability that was something that again i didn't want to almost let my followers down the people that almost uh, look up to me or take inspiration from my content so there's lots of ways that we can get more accountability and improve our support systems but one thing that I've that massively helped me throughout this process that I've realized was that support system and, and making sure that I was holding myself accountable and I was also being held accountable by someone else as well so guys that is the kind of biggest takeaways and the biggest lessons that I learned through my first half marathon I hope you found this useful and I hope you can kind of see there's a lot of crossovers as well, most likely towards your goals. So these fitness goals have got a lot of things in common, um, whether your goal is to lose weight, whether your goal is to build muscle mass, improve body composition, all the things I've hopefully mentioned there give you a little bit more support uh, and understanding of exactly what it takes. Would I recommend doing a half marathon uh, to, to anyone who's listening to this? Absolutely, 100%. If you want to challenge yourself and become the ultimate human being, the ultimate athlete, then these are the sort of things that you need to be doing. They will improve you as a person. They will improve your ability to be able to do these things. They improve your discipline. They'll improve your mental standards, your alertness, everything, your energy, like the, the kind of respect that you have for yourself, the respect you get from other people. Um, all these things come from when we do these kind of big challenges that we set for ourselves. And, you know, whether that's getting into incredible shape, whether that's boxing off a photo shoot, whether that's completing your first half marathon, your Ironman, whatever it is, all these things are going to make us better people. They're going to condition hard work, discipline, and just make you become the ultimate athlete and ultimate person um, and basically the best version of yourself. So I would definitely recommend doing things like this to people uh, that are listening to this podcast. So guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you subscribe for future episodes. You drop me a five-star review if it's something that you're enjoying at the moment. We're going to be pumping out this every single week now. The, the buy routine is finally on point. I feel like I've got a lot of structure back in my life again. I'm really starting to enjoy uh, creating content like this for you guys. Hopefully you take a lot of value from it, um, but also just generally kind of 
you know, being into the, the routine and the pattern that I've got now. So guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll catch you in the next one.